Today is a very big day. It's the moment you've been waiting for. <gasps> not well, Hamilton. Not like not, the oh, moment no. you've been waiting Sorry, for. Sorry, no. That. That's Sorry, what guys. I was thinking. That's misleading. No, it's the moment you've been waiting for. Because today we're talking about Juno's favourite show. It is... Oh, wait, I'm holding up the programme. You can't see <laughs> I'm Julia! You got the title right! I'm so yeah, proud of you. Yeah, I get it wrong? So proud of you. It's nothing like the body cat. Juno loves this show. How many times have we seen it, Juno? Six. Correct. It's not six, though. It's not six. This is confusing. We have seen it six times, spanning from April 2022 to February 2023, which is a little bit ridiculous when you think we don't actually live anywhere near London. Is it less than a year? Yeah, it is. So, yeah. So, a little bit of context, just because I like to shame Juno. You always talk like this. Story. I do, don't I? This is my calming voice (laughs) for when I do a meditation podcast. Is it creepy? You never do a meditation I might. You know how I love meditating? No, I don't. I don't believe in it. Anyway. Puffed, I say. Last April, we're going on a trip to London. Our first actual London trip, wasn't it? To go and see shows. To go and see Frozen and Mary Poppins. And we got there. And you'd forgotten the iPad. I'd forgotten the iPad, which meant there was nothing. evening. We had a full evening sat in a travel lodge, shout out, (laughs) to the travel lodge Covent Garden with nothing to do. And then you were like, oh, I really want to see Anne Julia. And I was like, meh. And then um, you were like, let's do it. And I was like, fine. And then we went and I was like, she's doing doing big dancing here. Dancing. And it was her favourite thing that she's ever seen in her life. Yes. So yeah, so it was the first time we'd booked on the day tickets for something. It was very exciting. Yeah. This is now a compulsion that I have. Sometimes I just look, even when we're not going to London... Sometimes just look at what you can buy on the day. Cheap. I play a sort of fantasy, what if we were going to London today game with myself, where I'm like, oh, £57 for Mary Poppins. (laughs) Not anymore. Anyway, so, and Juliet, we're going to do a two-part episode. episode, Two episodes. Well, this is, so, part one, obviously, and it's about the first half and the songs in the first half. Yeah, because this is a show we've seen so many times and we... Uh, very knowledgeable about it. If we mess up the synopsis for this, we should just give up. We just shouldn't bother. So we thought if we try and do one episode about it, it's going to be about three hours long and no one wants to listen to that. So we're going to split it down the middle, aren't we? Yeah. So Juno, do you want to... Obviously some of our listeners will have seen Anne Juliet, but it hasn't toured and it's only been on since, I think it was first on in Manchester in 2019, obviously interrupted by the pandemic in its London run. And then it's, I think, going to tour later this year or next year but by the time this is available to listen to it you probably can't go and watch it unless you go to New York or Melbourne because it's currently on there okay but so before we start I'm just gonna say I like it because so it's like Romeo and Juliet but if Juliet didn't kill herself so Shakespeare and his wife don't know I keep doing this in my hand and are both in it too. Yeah there's a whole meta situation so Shakespeare is writing Anne Juliet and Anne Hathaway his wife not that one which is a joke um, from the show. She decides that she thinks the ending's rubbish. Should we talk about, because some people might not know Anne Juliet. I mean, Romeo and Juliet. But I now, I cannot talk about one of them without thinking about the other. I had parents evening last week and I've been doing Anne Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, oh my God, I just did it again. I have been teaching Romeo and Juliet. I swear that's what I've actually been doing to my year 10s. And have every you? time I mentioned it, I kept calling it Anne Juliet. And their parents must have thought, do you have any qualifications to teach this subject? It was really embarrassing. Because I do talk about the show all the time in lessons. Like I keep pointing out, oh, and in the show, this is a funny thing that happens. So Romeo and Juliet, the play by William Shakespeare, I think first performed around about 1594. As as I say everyone, most people will know, but we know some of people Juno's age listen to the podcast and might not know. So Romeo and Juliet, famously about two young people from feuding families, two star-crossed lovers. Juno has ink on her hand. (laughs) And they shouldn't fall in love, and yet they do. And they meet on a Sunday. And they all die. And thanks, Juno. (laughs) They meet on a Sunday night at a party at her dad's house. They get married on Monday house? afternoon. Then he kills Wait. her cousin. Now I'm getting confused with West Side Story. And it, well, yeah, because West Side Story is based Lion on King. Romeo and Juliet. I Lion don't King, know why the Lion, Lion King King's is... Hamlet. That's nothing to do with oh, it. Anyway, okay. so, so Romeo and Juliet then can't be together because he gets banished. There's this stupid plot where she's going to drink a potion that's going to make it look like she's dead, but she won't be. They believed some questionable things about science back then. They were going to send a letter to Romeo to 
they gave it to a messenger, but that's quite important to leave to a messenger, but the, the letter never reached him. It can't get there. There's the plague in Mantua, so the letter can't get to him. And so Romeo hears that Juliet's dead. He comes back to Verona. He drinks some poison that he like bullied a chemist into giving him. And then uh, he dies. Okay. And literally three seconds later, Juliet wakes up and she's like, oh, hi, Romeo, wake up. He's dead. She so she realises that, well, she decides that the only thing she can do is end her own life as well. So she gets his dagger and stabs herself. And that is the end. So yeah, Boom. at the start of the show, Romeo, uh, Romeo Shakespeare says, this is how the play ends. And everyone's like, what is it? Reese's character says, I'm having this really visceral reaction to it where like uh, I just really hate it which probably means it's great which probably means it's great yeah exactly so yeah so that's something you have to wrap your head around that the play is being written as it goes along yeah go home because so Anne Shakespeare's wife goes so she's like that's a terrible ending we should rewrite it and he's like seriously I've just finished writing it and she's like yep so she kind (laughs) of takes over try again and then what? I don't know I just said try again that was just uh okay Try again. What's wrong with that? It was oh weird. Oh my god, you're so critical. So then there's like this hit where so you see Julia and she's like about to um stab herself and one of the people like takes the knife. The ensemble. Of her. Yes. And then she sings a song. And then so she's like in her bedroom and her nurse is there. And so Juliet's like, uh, what's the point? And her nurse is like, think about it this way. Do we have hope? No. no. Do we have freedom? No. No, no it's do we have freedom? No. Do we have love? No. no. But do we have hope? No. no. And that's yeah. No, it's and just so that's funny. the end of the show. No, it's not. No, it's not the end and, of the show. Um, so then Juliet's friend May appears. There's a joke about why called May. Yeah. And um, Juliet's like, hey. And then Anne appears and she's like, hi guys. And like, who are you? And she's like, I'm your other best friend, April. And then Shakespeare's like, stop, You can't be stop. in it. You can't be in and it. And she's like, get it. April, May, July yet. Well, and my like, question Ugh. is, why isn't she called June? Because then it'd go May, June, July yet. So the sequence is off. Anyway, that's literally my only complaint with the whole show. <laughs> anyway, so... Now, Juliet's got a squad. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she doesn't That's do That's exactly that. what it's and like. Then, so they decide they're going to go to Paris. Woo-hoo! It's a great idea, which is funny because in the play, Romeo and Juliet, and Juliet Romeo is betrothed to marry this guy called Paris, who is an absolute dweeb. And generations of people have been tricked into thinking Paris is nice because he's played by Paul Rudd in the film. But actually, he's like the biggest bozo that ever lived. <laughs> There's this bit in the play where he says to Juliet, Juliet's like, oh, I look terrible because I've been crying. And he's like, you can't insult your face because it belongs to me now. So it means you've just insulted me. And she's like, dude, what? That made no sense. Even for a patriarchal society, that was illogical. Anyway, so they decide they're going to Paris and off to Paris they go in a carriage driven by Shakespeare. Yeah, because he's like, like, I have a background in acting. I can play parts. And and he gets a big hat. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then he drives the carriage and then they get to Paris. And they sneak into a party. At Caesar's house. Caesar. Sussoir. Sussoir. It's like, right. And then she says to the guy who said they can't go and who's looking at Ziegas List. Ziegas List. She's like, we're really good friends of Caesar. And nurse is like, it's Sussoir, remember? And she's like, oh yeah, we're really good friends of Sussoir. Which is funny because it means like tonight in oui. in French. And Certainly. that's like, Très stop bien. it. And that's like... A pun. A party. And Shakespeare loves puns. Yeah. So then they sneak into the party and Shakespeare is... The, the DJ. DJ! I only realised it like the third time. Amazing. Like, and the party is being held at this guy called Lance's house and he's got a son called Francois and they're supposed to be finding a wife for Francois, which is proving somewhat tricky. And if tricky. he doesn't, then, they're go- then he has to go to the army. He has to go join the army like his brothers. So they've crashed this party. And then, so Juliet goes into this room where he's playing the piano. Well, he's not actually. Just going like... Yeah. And then she makes him jump and he's like... Uh, hi and she's like hello and then they sing a song well they talk uh, about the fact that they don't like get to make their own choices yeah. don't they and he like plays fake plays the piano and then she joins in and he she joins in fake playing the piano and then they're like you're really good at this it's, <laughs> it's really funny yeah and in the meantime may juliet's friend who is important is like a non-binary character. And that is, so they're someone who they don't identify either as like male or female. Although to be fair, May is identifying more as female. And 
they sing a song about that in the toilets. And there's this really, I don't like the weird bit where the, one of the ensemble plays a toilet attendant who m- says a thing about miss, like, sir, and they make a point of like misgendering May, which I always think is a bit mean. I don't really understand that. But I guess it's because it then triggers May to have this sort of mini emotional crisis of singing, I'm not a girl, I'm not yet a woman, which we'll talk about. We, Juno wants to do songs separately. So we'll talk about that in a bit. And then they go back to the party and they have a crazy time yeah, hanging yeah. from the chandelier. <laughs> And in the meantime, so there's all this going on. There's oh, then Lance comes in. I'm looking at the songs to find out what happens yeah, next. Yeah, I know. That's I know what I'm looking at too. And so Lance is like, you are not supposed to be in here. I'm not just doing a really bad French that accent. That was a that's really bad like. French accent. He's like, you are not supposed to be at this party. And they're like, and they're like, uh, nurse, distract him. And he's like, your nurse cannot distract me. And then... Um, <laughs> Are you auditioning here, Gina? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, hello. And it, it turns out that she used to work for him in his house. I think, yeah, I think she was the and, nurse for yeah. presumably Francois. And then... Or one of his many brothers. One of his many brothers. Yeah, you're right. That would make more sense. And her name's Angelique. Because in the play, Romeo and Juliet, she's never given a name. She's just nurse. Yeah. So in this, she actually gets a name, which is nice. So yeah, they've got this whole history together and then they run off. Because his... Lance's wife has died. Yeah, so Lance is like, woohoo, now we can be together. My wife on her deathbed said she wanted us to be together. And Angelique's like, is that true? And he's like, with no. With her eyes. <laughs> with her eyes, yeah. Is that really true? And he's like, well, no, but with her eyes. It's interesting because obviously Romeo and Juliet is a tragedy because everyone dies. In Shakespeare's funny. comedies, you have lots of different couples who overcome like obstacles and silliness and stuff during the course of the play to all end up together. And that, so actually, Anne Juliet is like structured like a Shakespearean comedy as opposed to a tragedy. I've never thought of that before. You know, that was live thinking live thinking up thoughts okay so whilst that is happening let's change the name of the podcast live thinking up thoughts is now the name of the podcast so what's happening do you know you look like you're trying to summon the answer from the skies okay so (laughs) she just shushed me oh julia and frankie have like decided they're gonna get engaged or something because because her parents have turned up and they want her to go back to verona and enter a nunnery so again in the play that's what she's threatened with like if, if you don't do as we tell you you have to be a nun and oh, she's like we no we forgot the funny thing because um so he's like i'm francois and she's like frankie and he's like dubois and she's like it's the boy so then that's what she calls him frankie the boy and he's like no, no. <laughs> it's really funny and she's like frankie the boy and he's like <gasps> there's a lot of comedy in the Juliet and frankie relationship. so yeah so they decide weirdly that they're oh. going to get married because it means he doesn't have to join the army and, and she, she doesn't, doesn't have, have to, to go back to Rome. bear in mind of course that it's meant to be like a matter of days since she married romeo yeah but before that so there's a bit where frankie the boy is in this coach and she owns it and she's like Frankie and then she's like Frankie and he's like what and she's like I thought you were dead I was like not again and he's like what and she's like never mind it's funny and then and then so they get engaged and then she's like oh man and realises that wasn't a very good idea and then so Romeo oh my god Frankie and Juliet there's too many names Frankie and Frankie and Juliet are engaged yeah and then Frankie runs into May, who he had a bit of a moment with at the party. Yeah. And they literally just talked to each other, but May clearly thought they had a bit of a connection. So May then finds out that Frankie is actually getting married to Juliet. And May's like, what? And then Crazy. they have a moment where they kiss. So Frankie and May kiss. Frankie's and this like, is all building up to the what? end of the first half. So there's all this and drama then, going on. And then, and then. So in amongst all of this, Shakespeare and Anne have been fighting over the course of the story. And it's really yeah, clever because whoever holds the quill... Gets in the show to, is the one who's running things. And she's been things. stealing it off of him. And so there's certain things that happen. Like when they go to Paris, that's Anne with the pen. When Frankie and May kiss, it's Shakespeare, isn't it? And then she's like, right, I'm going to go get Chase. And then she is off. And she does this, keep it light, keep it tight, keep it fun, and then we're done. And <laughs> she does like, like big, lunges across yeah, the and then stage. I thought that was the thing. And then she just runs off. Yeah, she didn't do it last like, time, did she? Mm. And then... He comes out with this evil plan because he never wanted to kill off Romeo properly when she was like, Romeo can stay dead. But he Juliet's wanted to kill like, both of them. Yeah, but if Juliet was alive, he thought, why can't Romeo be alive? Yeah. Because Anne thinks that he's just like an idiot. And lo and behold, and the end of the first half. The Romeo comes back. And, and honestly, the first time we watched it, when this, because does he come... Does he come down from the yeah. top? So they and they start playing the song "It's My Life" by Bon Jovi, which is a bit of a weird one to be a Max Martin song. But anyway, because it's like I'm not gonna live forever, and you're like, dude, you might. 
<laughs> this right who knows um, Shakespeare he's like when Anne comes back um, he's like she's like wait you didn't make any big changes while I was gone did you and he was like no but what if I told you the poison that Romeo drank was actually a sleeping potion and she was like you would not. And he was like, I will Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Because it's so funny. Like and William you see Romeo at the start. So when Juliet has the moment by the tomb I at the beginning and she's Shakespeare. <laughs> and she's wondering whether she should stub herself and one of the others takes the knife away. You see Romeo then. He's so like, when he comes down from the top, obviously you recognise him. And it was, the f- I, I just didn't see it coming. Like, bear in mind, the f- it's like, weird dun, to think. Dun, 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 dun. It's weird Sorry. to think of a time when we didn't know this show off by heart. I like feel like it's always been in my consciousness. I feel like I dreamt it into being, like I manifested it. But we didn't know anything about it. Like I'd seen the trailer and I'd seen Miriam Teatley singing Baby One More Time, I think, Romeo which is the trailer. Romeo doesn't know anything about the whole plan. Romeo with doesn't know anything about anything. What does he say about himself? I'm a sexy boy with a tight body and a lot of feelings. That's, <laughs> that's so funny. And yeah, and so that's the end of the first half where Juliet is engaged to Frankie and then suddenly her husband is not dead anymore and Shakespeare and Anne are really annoyed with each other and there's all the drama with Frankie and so there's this love triangle with Frankie and May and Juliet but now Romeo's in it so but it's Juliet a love square. But Juliet doesn't know the whole thing about Juliet doesn't know about Frankie, Frankie and, May. and May and Romeo doesn't know about Any, literally anything. Anything or Frankie and Juliet and he's like yeah, he's he finds this out in the second half and he's quite shocked. He's like, what and the heck? I've been yeah. gone for two days. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. And then that's the end of the first half. And it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to stop talking about plot there. And <laughs> we're going to just talk about songs and best bits, etc. Juno. Do you want to should we talk through the songs in order? Yeah. So this so is sort of going to, we're going to be kind of recap some plot stuff here, but the first it's fine. song is when so Shakespeare like rises up from under the stage. Is there something about him coming from underneath it and Romeo coming from above? Ooh. I feel like there's some kind of thing that you're meant to think with that. Symbolism. I don't know what it is. So yeah, so at the start of the show, like when you're first in there, uh, well, not when you're first in there, if you're like us and you get there an hour early, just to like soak up the vibes. So just before the show. So just before the show starts, members of the ensemble or the players as they're called in the show, they all come on stage like one by one and they do like a bit of dancing and chat to each other. Judith comes on holding a cup of tea, which I always think is really funny. And they might like have a bit of banter with the people in the front row of the stalls and that sort of warms everyone up. And then the show starts when one of them says, like, welcome to the Globe Theatre tonight for the premiere of Shakespeare's new play, Romeo and Juliet. And then the whole idea of Shakespeare being this, like, massive rock star who they all love. It's like a big celebrity. Yeah. And they sing Larger Than Life. As he comes up. Now, he comes up from the bottom of the stage. I don't know what this is called. I'm just demonstrating it with my hand. No one can see. Looks a bit weird. Anyway, the... Original Shakespeare is played. It's Oliver Thompson, who's been in loads of different stuff. Who this is the only thing we've seen in. Who, my mum just made up a rumour about on the train once and we had to Google it and point out that wasn't true. What I wanted to say was the first time we saw it, we really, really loved Oliver Thompson and obviously then listened to the soundtrack loads and loads of times. And then we went back to see it in June. So two months later, and we didn't look at the cast list on the way in, which was displayed next to the ticket office. And then Juno, I knew, was so excited to see Oliver Thompson again. And in Larger Than Life, as soon as Shakespeare's head appeared out of the as stage. As soon as I, I saw thought, his hair, I was like, it's oh, not him. No, it's not him. And <laughs> Juno actually cried. She was really upset. But then, as has happened every time we've seen the show, it was an understudy playing one of the main parts. Alex and he Trunter! killed it. We're obsessed. We've actually already mentioned Alex Trunter on this Have podcast. We? Yeah, because I said that oh, he could star yeah. in Posties. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex Trunter has been the understudy for Shakespeare, who we've seen. Have we seen him twice and Oliver Thompson four times? Is that right? Sure. I think that's right. Anyway, so there was this moment of horror where Juno was really upset. But then we love Alex Trunter, so it's yeah. all good. You literally said to him, we love you. Did, oh my God, at I the did. Stage door. Last time we went, he was trying to sneak out, obviously just to get his dinner. Correct. And didn't want to do any autographs or anything. And I like, shut Alex! <laughs> and he sort of turned around. I, I was, was like, like what oh the my heck? God. And I did tell him that we love him. Afterwards, I was like, oh, Juno, did I tell him that I love him? She was like, no, you said we love him, which I think is a bit less weird. I was like, oh, thank God for that. It's so funny. Anyway, so yeah, Larger Than Life is just all about Shakespeare being this huge celebrity and everyone loves him. And then after that, Anne comes on and so they have the chat about Romeo and Juliet and then he kind of concedes defeat and says she can help. Juno just did like a a brain exploding. doesn't matter. Okay. Are we going to come back to it? I just realised that there's two people in it called Alex at one point that's it 
That was it. Yeah, that was the- sorry. Okay. Sorry for the great. tension, that was, guy. That wasn't the greatest. Alex Chester and Alex Thomas Smith. Wow, thanks. I was like, whoa. Too many people called Alex. This is like every class I've ever taught where there's like four people called Josh or oh. Sam. There was that class where I just called everyone Sam because three of the seven were called Sam, so it was just easier to call them all Sam. One of them was like, Miss, my name's Emily. I was like, whatever, Sam. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. So then the songs, right, it's all Max Martin songs. So that's really important to know. Max Martin is this Swedish super songwriter and producer who like, if you've listened to pop music in the last 25 years, and if you haven't, then this probably isn't the right show. He's been involved in pretty much everything. So like Britney songs, Backstreet Boys, Katy Perry, Kelly Clarkson, NSYNC, so much stuff. Pink, just so many of like the biggest pop songs of the last couple of decades. And they're used so We've cleverly. We've not even done the second song yet. I, yeah, I know. I'm about to get onto it because that's my point. Like, it's used really, really cleverly. So the next song is I Want It That Way. Weird, weirdly, so I know all teenagers know because it was like a TikTok thing a couple of years ago because my year 11 class at the time kept singing it and it really annoyed me. I was like, stop this now. Anyway, so this thing, I Want It That Way. And the whole subtext of it is is that because that, that song famously has never made any sense. When Max Martin wrote it, I think this is right. He didn't actually like speak English fluently at that point so people have always said like I thought lyrics I want it that way tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake I never want to hear you say I want it that way and people have always said you, you want what what way so it's never made sense but in the show it makes sense because they're arguing about the plot of the story yeah. so the it is the plot of the story and the that way is them arguing about how it's going to progress so it's really clever how it makes sense of songs that have yeah. never made like since 1997 or whenever that song came out people have been like what does it mean and now we know it's about the ending to Romeo. It's about Act Five, Scene Three of Romeo and Juliet. Little did we know, Act Five, Scene Three. Yeah, that's that's when all the death happens. Well, some of it happens in Act Three, Scene One. I don't Romeo think and Juliet. Want so. to know. Okay. People might. So the next song is dot dot dot. Baby, one more time. Another song which doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Um, it's Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more. We're all singing it in the changing room at PE. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, this is where Juliet gets her first appearance and much as in the play she's talked about before she is introduced on stage so Julia appears and she's like leaning against the tomb and she's got big headphones on and there's this like thumping bass and it like it's so good and then she sings this really kind of stripped back slowed down version of Baby One More Time. It's an absolutely killer song as a first song for Juliet. We've seen Miriam Teatley, who is the original Juliet. She's on the soundtrack. We've seen her three times and we've seen her understudy who's been in it for the last year, Zara McIntosh, three times, who is absolutely amazing as well. Like they're both incredible, aren't they? Seeing it with either of them, you wouldn't complain, would you? No. I don't know who the next song's by. Backstreet Um, Boys. Oh, but it's Show Me the Meaning of Being. Show Me the Meaning of being, being lonely. lonely and this is when oh we didn't we missed this bit out so they were so Juliet went to Romeo's funeral and there was this crazy girl who was like singing and she was like how do you know Romeo and before Romeo had said something to her like you're the first one I don't know what he had said my, had my heart loved before for swear it's like that I never saw true beauty till this night like she's basically his first girl yeah that's the impression that he's given yeah. her yeah and then so she's like, how did you know Romeo? And she's like, I dated him. And then these other two come and they're like, I dated him too. And then it turns out everyone at the funeral did. Male and female. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everyone. Um, um, Julia's, no, he said to me, and then... Um, yeah, and that, then they all then complete the line. Like, yep, classic Romeo. He said that yeah. to me too. And she's like... And that I think um, makes it easier for Juliet to leave behind this like idealised version of Romeo that he yeah. was a bit of a player all along and wasn't so great. So that... Is interesting. And then show me the meaning of being lonely. Get her parents come on and they sing the There's nowhere to go. You have nowhere to oh, I got that wrong. No place to hide. You have no place to go. Anyway, so they're telling her she's got to go to a nunnery, which is mentioned a couple of times in the actual play. And then that's like her own option. being a habit that Yeah, Anne makes that joke. And then she's like, sorry, my husband likes puns. It's really funny. So yeah, show me the meaning of being. It's so dramatic. Like I've, lo- I mean, I was. Show me the meaning. I really. I think if you're a person my age, which obviously we don't disclose on this podcast, these songs have like been with us 
Certainly with me. With for us. such with us. Well, like people with of us. my sort of age group. David with us. You know, we all will remember seeing the video for I Want It That Way the first time where they're like on the airport what? runway in their white coats and stuff. And like what? the iconic Britney video with her in the school uniform and everything. Like these songs are massive. These, like I think for a younger person such as yourself, do you know, you don't get how massive these songs were. These are huge. I'm sorry that anyway. I just said you don't understand uh, something. You're very offended by that. So the next song is Domino. Jesse so, J. Yeah. So the next three songs, oh, I always think of as kind of Well, like Domino and Show Me Love kind of like go big into one, don't they? party songs. Yeah. And one of them is literally a party song. So Domino is when they're like deciding that they're going to go to Paris. Paris. And they're like... And Anne, as April, yeah. does the really funny thing where she goes, I'm feeling sexy and free, like glitter's raining on me. And, and then, then she, she throws somewhere, glitter. It's a handful of glitter and like throws it in the air. Yeah. It's really funny. And the next song, when they're like traveling, is Show Me Love by Robin. Love I this knew song. That. And so I didn't know that. And that's so when they're on the way and they're like, there's like signs that people are carrying because it's a spinning stage. And it spins two, two ways. ways. Yeah. So one of them is spinning one way. That's the carriage bit in the middle. Then the ring around the outside is spinning and there's like people holding signs like, like Paris, the Eiffel Tower. 500 miles. Five, no, it doesn't say 500 miles. It goes 600 miles, 400 miles, 200 oh miles, almost there. Oh my God. Calm down. They don't. Maths it's corner. Not, 500 miles. Right, fine. Is, is it? it miles or is it kilometres? Ha. 500 miles. No, that's a whole other thing. That's a thing. different thing. Guys. That's confusing. So yeah, so they're singing that and they're on the way to Paris and it's really happy and cute. And as a Juliet stan in the play, it's nice that she gets some friends because in the play, she like literally only ever gets to talk to nurse and her parents yell at her all the time and they're really horrible. Yeah. And so, and then the only person she has to talk to is Romeo, who's an absolute loser. So it's nice in the show that she gets to have some buddies Oh, and then there is a funny bit before they go in the club because the... Juliet's meant to be 13. Yeah, so in the show, we are told that she hath not seen the change of 14 summers. And yet at the same scene, we're told younger than she, a happy mother's maid. And I'm like, are they? Are people younger than 13? Happy to be mums? Are they, Paris? It always makes me really mad. And then there's like the timeout and Anne's like, I'm not going clubbing with a 13-year-old. No, because they say that they can't come in. And she's like, I know what's going on here. I'm over 18. And then they were like, I'm over 18. And then she's like, and on my birthday, I'm going to be 14. And she's like, guys, I'm not going clubbing with a 13-year-old. And she's like, she's based on a real historical figure. Fine. And then just changes. And then Anne says, let's just say we're all in our 20s. And, and Shakespeare like, gives her a bit of a look and he's like, you're all in your 20s. And she's like, yeah, go away. <laughs> and then they, so then they go in the party and, and they then sing they sing Blow, Blow, which is a Kesha song. That's one, this is one of my favourite bits in the whole show because she the, gets in the chandelier. The choreography is amazing. Like I think that's one of the things we need to talk about with this show. The choreo is absolutely awesome and very difficult, which we know because we went to a workshop at Musical Con where Miriam Teatley was leading it and trying to teach the dance to one of the songs from the second half and we had to leave because it was too hard and we couldn't see. Juno got a bit stressed about it. Yeah. So this is, is complicated and there were all these like proper theatre kids in front in their leotards that were like, I can do all of this. And I was like, all right, calm down. This is not a chorus line. Chill out. Yeah, calm down, guys. We were just jealous, weren't we? Because we couldn't do it. Yeah. It was uh, so um, funny. So the next one is I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, which we've already mentioned. Yeah, and it's a beautiful bit, actually, isn't it? It's like it's one of those ones that when we, we've got, obviously, the whole of the Anne Juliet soundtrack is on our Mega Musicals playlist. This is one we tend to skip, isn't it? We don't usually listen to this. Well, it's good when you're there but watching yeah, it. When you're there, it's always really amazing. And like, When you're just listening to it in the car. Alex Thomas Smith isn't the original May, but that's who we saw the first uh, four times. And then they left in, I think, September 2022. And then the role was taken over by Joe Foster. And it was one of those things where when we went to see it for the first time with Joe Foster and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cope with this because I really associate this role very, very closely with Alex Thomas Smith. And then Joe Foster absolutely killed it. Their voice is amazing. And they've got such amazing runs and riffs in I'm Not a Girl. It's really beautiful. And also the other thing I love about Joe Foster, we asked them, didn't we? when we went to the stage door after it because I wanted to know where they were from. Did, did they say Bolton? But I really like it because they do the whole thing in, the, in their like natural accent. So you've got proper northern accent in there, which is just, there's something really delightful about it that I enjoy. Woo, to the north. 
then they're still at the party. Can we just say the best bit in blue? Go insane, go insane, throw, throw some glitter, glitter, make it rain. And they actually throw you glitter see them again. Oh, and Juliet fl- attaches herself to the chandelier and like flies up into the sky and hangs sick. there for a bit. And uh, Shakespeare's DJ and it's really funny. And they've all got crazy costumes on. Yeah, the uh, costumes really are really cool. Yeah. Because they're like modern and olden times. So there's it in well. the programme, which we have Except three copies Juliet. of. There's a whole thing about the costume designs and how they're kind of a mixture. So they've got like, they might have like the big sleeves or a big collar that they'd have at the time that the play was written. Yeah. So like late 16th century. But then they're wearing sneakers and tracksuit bottoms. And it sounds it's really cool. weird. But it looks incredible. And there's all these really clever things about it. Like Juliet's got like this little bomber jacket that's reversible. So when she first puts it on, it's pink. And then at one point she turns it around the other way and it's, it's yellow. yellow. What's the difference? And the design on it changes. And like, what is and it? So it's like when it's pink, it's a certain thing. And when it's yellow, it's a certain thing. Is it thing. who's writing it at the time? I'm not sure. Yeah. It's something to do with the rose, isn't it? So she's got this like rose motif on it and Anne's got it on her arm. And it's something to do with it being like a cankered rose. I don't know what that means. Like it's diseased it's i don't want to read out loud from the program but i think it explains it in there but i think it's one of those shows where like the first time you go and watch it you enjoy it depending on how appalling the people sitting around you are which we'll come on to you just enjoy it for what it is and you enjoy the songs and you laugh at the jokes and then i think then when you see it again you notice stuff like this don't you like about the question, and like I didn't really notice anything to do with the quill the first time we watched it, except when they mentioned. Yeah, they but mentioned like the fact that it's passed between them and that that makes a difference to what's happening. Anyway, so yeah, and then the next song is where Juliet interrupts Frankie when he's playing on his little piano thing, and there is a joke in that which we managed to get through seeing this three times before Juno asked me what it meant, and then the time she decided to ask me about it was when. My mother was there, and I had to explain. And it's a little bit rude. We're not going to go into it here. No. Can I please say something? Yes, do you know so, it's your podcast too? So, you know. Yeah. So we. So it's about kind of what happens in the second half, but it's like about the quill. <sighs> okay. Because so Shakespeare and Anne, they like have a massive fallout, and so everything kind of goes a bit crazy, and it's because. And later she snaps the quill and because he's like, give me my quill back. And she's like, fine. And then she snaps it and she's like, here you go. And then that means like anything can happen yeah, to Juliet now. Everything's out. Well, look, it's like the point is she's in control then, isn't yeah, she? I think. And so that's rather what than having, wanted to happen Yeah, the whole rather time, than anyone writing her story she says for at her. The end, she doesn't care if she ends up with Frankie or Romeo or even anyone. She just wanted her to like make a decision To have for her herself. own choice. Yeah, because yeah, Anne feels like she didn't she have that. she always gets... Pushed into stuff by her parents. Yeah. That's like a... Juliet's... We're in that bit, in, I think it is in the second half, but there's a bit where Romeo and Juliet argue about whose parents are the worst. And I'm just here to say, it's definitely Juliet's parents. Her parents are literally like abusive, whereas Romeo's parents are like, oh, he's really sad. We can't get through to him. Someone else deal with it. And then when he gets exiled, his mum literally dies just because she's so sad. She doesn't even get to come back on stage at the end. Everyone's like, oi, Montague, where's your missus? And he's like, oh, dead. <laughs> she was just really sad. So she died. And they're like, oh, okay, that tracks. So... Anyway. Yeah, their so parents are definitely the worst. The, so Overprotected is the song where she walks in on Frankie while he's playing the piano. Yeah. Fake. Fake playing the piano. Very obviously fake playing the piano as he, well. He takes his hands off at one point and he's like, ah, because it keeps playing. Should and we talk like, about people playing Frankie? We're doing that afterwards. Are we doing that? Because we've yes. mentioned it a little bit with people as we've gone along. All right, okay, we'll come back to that then. then but yeah, that's a really funny bit. And Overprotected obviously is like, a banger. I love that song. And then, so the next song is where they're kind of like, let's stand up to our parents. Woo! And then it's after Juliet's been really rude to Lance because he's coming in and he's like, this is Madeline. She's a princess. And then Juliet's like, oh, hi. Vaseline. She calls her Vaseline. And she's like, it's Madeline. And she's like, oh, sorry. And then Lance is like, excuse me, but we're here. And she was like, no, wait. He's like, Francois, come and dance with her. And Juliet's like, I was here first. And then he's like, excuse me. And she's like, you're excused. She's and Frankie's so like... Because <gasps> Frankie wouldn't dare stand no. up to... So they're good for each other in that respect, aren't they? Yeah. Because she like helps him to stand up to his dad. Oh, Lance is nowhere near as bad as the Capulets, obviously. So yeah, and then they He's go really back funny, in yeah. and they sing Confident, which is... Which, um, Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato, yeah. right, okay. And they do this what's whole... What's wrong with being... Look, this like clicky dance. What's which wrong with being, what's I'm incapable of watching the show without doing the clicky being, dance, which is what's wrong obviously being, very annoying. What's wrong with being confident? Uh, 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 it's such a good song. It's so 
such a classic. I love it so much. There's, oh, so there's two songs in the whole thing that are kind of like songs put together. Mashups. Yeah. And so this one is, so Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. This is Lance and Nurse. And so I I have something I want to talk about with this. It's kind of clever. And then Break Free. By Ariana someone. Grande. Oh, yeah, by Ariana Grande. It's, this is the pop when I say I don't want to, I'm stronger than I've been before. Also, I believe featured in Sing Too. Yeah, that's how I knew it. Max Martin's just dollar dollar bill, y'all. Raking yeah. it in. <laughs> um, anyway. He is so, an uppercase G. <laughs> anyway, so they, like... Sorry. Do you mind? No. Excuse me. Ex- you're excused. Mm. So what happened is I wanted you to say that by the way. That's why I said. You keep me. And what happened is so Nurse sings the verse of Teenage Dream, then Lance sings the chorus, and then Lance sings the verse of Break Free, and Nurse sings the chorus. Ooh, and what and do you think is of, the significance of this? Do you know theatre critic? That's an SNS club. And it could be anything. Uh, and so they're kind of like singing. So it's not like they're both singing the verse. One of them singing the verse. So they're singing different bits of the song, which is kind of like they're kind of different things. Like they think different things about what should happen. But do you think when they're like, so one of them sings the verse and one of them sings the chorus, it's like they're a team. Yeah, it's like they're a team, but they don't think. So it's, do you think it's sort nurse, of to show them what, like, it's like pointing yeah. towards the fact that they are a good couple. Yeah, but Nurse doesn't think so. That's why they're not both singing, like, a verse each. Yeah. Or they're not singing them at the same time. Because then there's a bit where she's singing the chorus of Break Free and he's singing Teenage Dream. Yeah, and they kind of go together. Do you think yeah. it's like them sort of interrupting each other as well? Yeah. Like, because they're both, she's... She says that she can't be with him, but she's not very convincing about it, is she? <laughs> no. But she says it's because she still... There's a funny bit where she says she's still got to look after Juliet and Lance is like... She, she must be, be at least 14 and he's, she's like... She's, she's in her 20s. 20s. <laughs> and he's like, see, there you go. Yeah. She's like... <sighs> so then it's interesting because she sort of is saying that if Juliet's taken care of, then she can be with Lance. And that's part of why when Lance hears that Juliet and Frankie have got engaged, he's he's happy because it means Frankie's going to get married. But it also means that it kind of kills two birds with one stone because Juliet will be married too. And it means Nurse will be more willing to be with him. Yeah. So then there's... So this is funny. So... It's one of the, the funniest bits in the whole show. So it's after Frankie's like, oh, how long were you married to Romeo? And she's like, four days. And he's like, oh. And then... It's funny. Oh, how long did you know Romeo? And she's like, four days. And he's like, ah. Oh. She's like, four, uh, ne- four days, nearly. Nearly four days. And he's like, ah, uh, so I should wait to propose to you then. And she's like, yeah, what? And then she's like, oh, you're serious. And then they get into this whole thing where they're talking over each other. And she's like, I do want to marry you. And he's like, wait, you do? And she's like, oops, I did it again. Well, it starts, doesn't it? I think I did it again. It's and really it's funny. so funny. And then Nurse comes and sings it as well. Because, yeah, I'm not that innocent. They do that little bit together at the end, don't they? And it is, yeah. it's again, like with I Want It That Way, it's one of those times where the song choice is very, very witty. The people who've written the book, I think... I There's think, not a book, it means like the script. Yeah, one of the writers is the is someone who wrote the TV series Shit's Creek, which is also extremely funny. So it's got it's got comedy pedigree, this show. Like it should be funny from the people that you've got working on it. Uh, then last no wait, not last song. Sorry, Nearly. false alarm. So false alarm. I kissed a girl and it is sorry, false alarm. It's when Frankie and May, they like bump into each other again and they're both singing it and then everyone's like oh, oh, oh yeah it's very dramatic it's a it's a good it's a, again it's really good use of the song yeah it's clever and it's interesting like the relationship between Frankie and May is good because it's sort of it's quite confrontational as well isn't it like in yeah. the second half when they sing what do you want from me and they're getting quite angry with each other and I think it's it's interesting. It's really well done. And then, so the last song of the first half is It Is My Life, where which we've already talked a bit about. A little bit, yeah. When Romeo comes down and he's like, yeah, and he sings it. And then Shakespeare sings a bit. And Juliet sings a bit. And there's a really funny bit where he says, what's the bit with Frankie? Frankie says, I did it my way. Like, he comes on. I saw this really the funny thing bit. on Instagram where the guy who was playing Frankie did like a live thing where he was like, right, I'm off to go and sing my line. And he kind of runs on stage, sings that bit and then runs off again. And it's really insane. Really yeah. And so you get this big thing where Romeo like comes down out of the sky and then he says, like, I'm back from the dead. And, and then- it's super dope. <laughs> it's really 
really, it's really weird. And then so Juliet, so Juliet sings a bit to Anne, and then Anne's like, "I'll be here for you no matter what happens," because she already knows. She knows that Romeo's back because Shakespeare told her. And Juliet at this point is she's sort of when she's singing, "It's my life." She's kind, she's of, kind of claiming it, isn't she? She's sort yeah. of saying, "It is. I've never had any autonomy. I've never had any say over what I do, and now I do." And Romeo's singing, "It's my life" because it's like he was dead, and now he's back to life again. And then they're both singing, but they haven't seen each other. And then Romeo is like, it's me. I came back for my wife. He's like, oh And no. Juliet says a rude word, which is actually one of my favourite bits in the whole show because it's just so isn't beautifully it timed. As well? Yeah, it's Zara's favourite bit, isn't it? Yeah. Zara McIntosh. We just refer to her as Zara because, uh, you know, we've met her twice, which means we're best friends. And then you get, it's my life. And then that's the end of the first um, half. And yeah. it's just, it's so joy. Can I say something that people need to remember for part two? You can, yes. That Frankie is meant to have like four brothers or something. Yeah, they no, talk wait, about three brothers, because and they're like a family band. But his brothers have gone off to to war because they didn't get married. And there's him, his dad, and his three brothers. And there's whole thing about the songs being written for five parts, which yeah. is for later. So that comes back later, doesn't it? Yeah. So why don't we talk about the cast? Okay, so we've talked a little bit already about some of the people, but not like a lot. We've talked a bit. About well, let's talk about Juliet. So, so Miriam Teakley plays Juliet and she is an absolute powerhouse. Yeah, she's on the recording. She's incredible. And she's very funny as well. She's just great. Yeah. She's she's and sort of like goddess level. Then the... Oh, I've got a musicals wall in my bedroom filled with posters and stuff. And I've got this birthday card that has six the six queens on it. And then I've put like a little thing of Juliet next to it because she deserves to be with the queen. She's a queen. Yeah. And the queens fell down. It's like she's like pushed them off and she's oh, like, no. I'm the only queen here, yeah, guys. We need, to, we need to find the blue tack and stick that yeah. back up. But anyway, there's still blue tack on it. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, right, well, let's just stick it back up yeah, then. Yeah, why haven't we? <laughs> anyway, so um, the understudy um, is Zara McIntosh. She's also been in really six. Really good, Yeah. Everyone's been in six. That's true. So Something that is funny is that Miriam Teatley is very tall and Zara McIntosh is, is quite little. And the first time we saw it, we felt like they just used the same skirt for each of them because she has this like puffball skirt. And on and Miriam, on, it's short. And then on, on Zara, Zara, it's like huge. <laughs> it's just like, surely they've got a different skirt. But I think it's funny because it is like, a, it's quite a different performance that you get, isn't it? Obviously from the two of them. They've got a different quality to their voices. Yeah. Um, they're both very, like in the role of Juliet, they make her very sassy. Yeah. And funny. I think that's the really, like the key thing. They're both really funny, aren't they? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to choose between the two of them so in the ensemble so zara she plays judith judith i've already got that written down oh yeah so the ensemble it's cool so they each have a part and it's not like when they're not there that someone else plays their part it's not like when she's playing juliet someone else plays judith they get like so they just have a different member so like yeah, someone they from have the swing like susan do it yeah. instead so um, you, you have like your own costume and your yeah own so like part. alex tranter's part is henry i've got that Oh my god, sorry. So, and then Anne is played by Cassidy Anson. Oh. We're not really sure if anyone else ever gets to do it because she always seems to be. We've seen other studies for nearly every else. She's the only else. person who we've seen in it every time, I think. Yeah. We just assume she never takes a day off. And like then. For some. But like Frankie, we've not seen an understudy, but we've no, seen... No, that's true. The last time we saw it, we met Colette. I'm going to say Guitart, if that's yeah. wrong to how we say her name. I do apologise. It's how... It She's the like understudy she... for Anne. And we were like, do you ever actually get to play this part? And she, and was, she was like, like no, yeah, Sometimes. I do. It's like, like a lot. And we're like, oh... Cassidy Anson, like, she's so little and that voice is absolutely enormous. And I just... Yeah. I don't understand it. It she defies gets a science. Song right at the yeah, she oh, sings right. a song. Oh, it's actually quite early in the second half. Yeah, actually. she sings a song in the second half that is just ridiculous in terms of the the power of it, and it's very emotional. But she's also so funny. Like the relationship between yeah. her and Shakespeare, whether that's Oliver Thompson or Alex Trant playing him, is brilliant. It's just she's so funny. Yeah. So. Shakespeare, the original one is Oliver Thompson, and we've seen him in it. Never met him though. Like, yeah, where does he go? Does he out. just live in the theatre? Is there a tunnel? We've never There's met him at the stage people door. people go out. There's like a back door where no so one hangs rude. around. So rude. Why is he hiding from um, us? Alex Tranter, the person you ambushed, is... Oh, my God. Really good. He's... Yeah, we love and him. And his part is Henry. As I told him. It would be weirder if you said, I He posted love you. something on Instagram once where he said something about he how... He said, there's a crazy fan shouting, <laughs> Alex! 
I'm saying that they love Some me. Some lady who's definitely too come and old help me. to be doing this. No, what I was going to say was... You should he have Googled how old posted he is. something that I've tried. I once, oh. He once posted on Instagram about, Weirdo. like, during the pandemic when obviously they couldn't work in the theatres so they were closed. <laughs> he, like, I think he did a job working for, like, a gas company or an electricity energy company or something. Bills. Like, advising people on their energy bills and, like... When the, on Instagram. And when the energy bills went up really high bills. at the back end of last year, he posted something saying, like, if anyone needs any help, then just let me know. And I was like... That was so, so cute. Nice. <laughs> and that's why I ambushed him last time because I wanted him to advise me on the best energy supply. So Lance, all I've written down here is Ivan. That's we've it. We've seen all manner of people playing Lance. Yeah. Some were, I don't know we never, We've names. never seen the original guy. Never. But, uh, we saw Ivan DeFratis do it Bedella? one time. I don't yeah. know. We've never and seen him. We loved him. The thing that I find interesting is the varying degrees to which people do the accent. Because there is a funny bit where someone says, we're not, we're doing, not doing the accents. And one he goes, of the brothers is like, we're not doing accents. And he goes, and he's we're like, not doing accents. none of the other brothers have got accents. Like Frankie <laughs> no, doesn't funny. have Frankie any doesn't accent. Frankie doesn't have an accent. Well, he does. Everyone has an accent. Yeah, but he, he doesn't not have like a French, French accent specifically. Yeah. So it makes it on the subject oh. of Frankie. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't know what you were talking about then. I think um, you do. I think you do, Juno. <gasps> Could I? Yeah, but tell it properly. Like that That thing? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so. It's a magical moment. This is like a defining moment in Juno's life. Yeah, so this was the time I thought would be the last time we saw it because it was closing. So the original guy who plays Frankie is, I don't know why I keep pointing my finger, is called Tim Mahendran. And so... We'd seen him in it. And this Four time times. he'd yeah, so he'd left and was it the first time we'd seen the new people? Yeah. It was last um, October. So what happened was we sat down and it was in the bit where people came on stage. So we we're in the front row of the dress circle. Because which is our favourite seat. We yeah, just to make it clear, we don't usually get to sit there. No. But because we usually um, pick up. Producer it. Matt had won some money on like the horses or something and, and the um, the share of it that he gave producer. me was the exact amount that we needed to buy yeah. these tickets. Um, and so what happened was so we were sat there and we're thinking, and they were all waving somewhere ne- like sort of near, near us. us. I was like, they're not waving at us, but they're waving at someone near us. So I turned around and I was like, oh, who's that with the ashes that they're waving at? Then I was like, wait. And then I turned to Juno and, and said, like, is that Tim Mahendran? And I was like, <laughs> and I started crying She literally the did. Program. And then she went, do you think he's, because there was, so Two we were seats sat there. next there to were us. Like the whole rest of the row from where he was standing to where we were sitting was empty. And she went, do you think he's sitting next to us? I was like, well, yeah, that's Probably. the only empty seats. Because and then I saw, the dress circle was full. So one of the ensemble, who we know from Instagram stalking is actually his girlfriend. She it's waved not at him. as weird as you're going, the other guy. he pointed at the seat and I was like yeah he's definitely sitting here and he came and sat down and Juno was, like, was no! like oh and my you were like God. do you want to swap seats and I was like no and then just, just we I did speak to him and obviously it was very annoying because he just like wanted to watch the show you but were he like was, are you Tim Mahendran and he was, was like, like oh yeah you're but Tim he didn't Mahendran, pretend he wasn't he was like oh yeah I am and I was like oh my goodness we're so excited to meet you we love this show We've seen you in it four times. This is like, this is amazing that you're sitting right there. And he said it was the first time he'd watched it. Yeah. Because obviously he'd been in it all that time. And it was, I just like, as a massive shout out to him, Tim Bendron, he was so lovely. And then he talked to us in the interval as well. He came back and was and asking was, he Juno. Asked me who my favourite was. And I was like. Juno forgot all words. I, but I don't actually know who my favourite is. So I just said, Anne. I like Anne. And she you were was like, so what are you doing? starstruck. It was absolutely, it was like when I met Matt Holland in like 1998. Like, I like Anne. And he was. He and signed our programme. He signed our programme and we were asking him questions about, because he'd been in Time Traveller's Wife in Chester. So we were asking him about that. And he said that he'd already forgotten all the words to Anne Juliet. And I was like, surely. Like, how you do I know more words than you? Because Ooh. surely you've known all you've these songs since you were a baby. But apparently that's not how it works if you're a professional actor. So anyway. This was our amazing Anne Juliet story that yeah. he was sitting next to us and, and we spoke to him. He went to the... So the other guy is called Billy Luke Nevers. He's new. He's really good. Yeah, love him. And you know his girlfriend's name, right, who's not even in Anne Juliet. Right, but again, I follow Instagram, him on Instagram. Which is not making this situation so yeah, better. last time we saw the, the show, she show. was outside and I said, do you that's know... Gina, oh, that's Gina. That's, that's Billy Luke Billy Nevers' Nevers girlfriend. girlfriend. She was like, you're so weird. No, you said, that's Gina. And I was like, who are you? Like, Billy Luke Nevers' girlfriend. And I was like, <laughs> right, uh, fine. Weirdo. I just like, I've got a good memory for faces. What do you want from yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. What do you uh, want from me? That's all I have to say about the subject. Can we can we talk about audience behaviour? Quickly. So, right, right. I'm going to tell a story now. So the first time we saw Anne Juliet... Wait, we're not talking about the cast! It was... What? Why, who so, else do we need to talk about? May and Romeo. 
Oh, Romeo, so, Romeo. Now, how do you forget Romeo, Romeo, Romeo? Because Romeo. Okay. it's barely in the so, first half in de- my defence and that's what we've been talking about. Boom. Your face. Your okay. face. So, shut up about my face. And then, um, so May was played by the first few times we saw it. Alex Thomas-Smith. Yeah, thank you. Alex. Who's amazing. So many called Alex. Yeah. I love them. And then... The new person was called Joe Foster. We've yes. talked about Joe Foster yeah. quite a bit already. And then though. Romeo. So the understudy for Romeo is called Carl Mann. Yeah. And he is in the ensemble normally and he plays Gregory. I checked. I don't just know that. Well, I do it's just fine know if that. You but do I checked know that. anyway because I didn't want to get it wrong. And the other one is Tom Francis. Who you're obsessed with. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with it. It's just lovely. I just really like in the original cast it's Jordan Luke Gage, but we he'd left by the time we saw it for we the were first like, time. You. So Tom Francis is just He was in um the fifth Harry Potter film. Jordan Luke Gage. Yeah. Yeah, I just read that in the programme earlier as well. Hogwarts student. Yeah, that's part. Hogwarts schoolboy. <laughs> currently in Bonnie and Clyde at the Garrick. Something I want to see, but do you know is too young, which is a bit rubbish of her. Anyway, yeah, oh, we don't fault. we don't need to talk about Tom Francis and my obsession. Are I don't really sure? have an obsession. I just really like him and I think he's really good. And there was that time when he posts again on Instagram because it's just all I do on Instagram is look at cat videos and cat. see what people from Anne Juliet are up to. Oh, he was, Sarah McIntosh has a dog called Pesto. She has a dog called Pesto. <laughs> Tom Francis was like posting pictures of somewhere he was away and I was like, oh, is that Ilkley? And... When you were going to Ilkley that day, I was like, oh my God, imagine if we see him in Pizza Express. Which, to be fair, would have been really exciting, but that's not what happened. Anyway, audience behaviour. So, first time, there were these two people sat next to us and some people Three. sat behind us. Yeah. Three people sat next to me. And, yeah. And we don't know them. They were just sat next to me. We don't know me. their names. And Probably no. One of Susan. them said they liked my trainers. And, um, but so, yeah, that did not make up no. for their conduct. Um, and the people behind us as well, who will come on to later. Mm-hmm. So, Throughout the first half, these three young women like, next to Judo were um, singing along, which is yeah. a big no-no. And I was like it's glaring a, at them. It is a big, big no-no. You cannot sing along at the theatre. like, oh, I like your trainers. And I was like... They were singing along, they were dancing, they were shouting stuff out. It was, they'd clearly been like having a good time before the show and just carried that into it. And um, the people who were sitting in front of us, do you remember we were chatting to the, we were chatting to the woman in front before she knew someone who was in the show and she'd been to see it before and sat next to Max Martin. And I was like, what? And she, She what? Yeah. Did you remember this? Anyway, and there were these two guys sat in front as well who kept sort of turning around to like check that we were okay. It was really cute. But then... The woman in front in the interval went and complained about these three women next to Juno. You hadn't been listening to her. And I think I hadn't. I just blocked it tra- out. I was like, oh God, I don't know what to do because I don't want to like start a fight with them. But you can't just sit and sing along. It's so annoying. Anyway, and Usher then came along and said to them, you can't do that. And they were like, well, we're going to. We're just going to keep doing it. And then the people behind us were like, yeah, they're just doing fun. And I was like, you know, it would be fun if they didn't sing along so the loud. The people behind had very clearly been in the pub and outside the pub smoking from the smell. It was, it, they were really drunk. And then, so these people next to us got moved. Into a box. Into a box. So they basically got rewarded for their behaviour. But We then the, should have been moved into the box. We should have been moved into the box. The funniest thing was then, the two people behind us, we're we're like, like, well, and then they started talking really loud. For this, and then yeah. they actually came and they were like, "About time!" And I think they just got, and then they just out. got removed. It was so funny, but yeah, and that was like, that was quite oh. that was that was what am I trying to say? That weekend there was a lot of audience behaviour that we observed that wasn't great, like people taking pictures during the show <gasps> during six yes. and people singing along at Mary Poppins, and it was so really funny. It was when, funny because we saw four shows that weekend and the only one where there weren't any big issues with audience behaviour was the one that Mary was full Poppins. of little children, which was Frozen. Because and all Poppins? those No, there were people singing along in Mary Poppins oh, yeah. and the ushers in the theatre were like absolutely on it and were like going over and flashing the torch in their face and everything. It was really funny. Yeah, that weekend of all the shows we saw, it was Frozen where it was really cute because the little kids, every time something cute happened, were like, oh, it's Olaf! When Olaf and it was came adorable. on, everyone went, yeah! Oh my god! No, wait, they were like, and then when Let It Go started, they were all clapping and they were like, and I was like, you've not even heard the song yet. You wanted to do an Anne Juliet shout out, yes, to Ava, who we will come on to in um, the next bit. Is she a character? No. Because we like, well, there was a secret plan which I'm annoyed you didn't tell me about about when we met up with her the last time we saw her. Yeah. To be continued. So that's it for today. Yeah. So if you have any comments, comment. (laughs) 
That was really helpful. Unless the not good comments then don't. Yeah, save those. We don't need negative feedback. No. So you can comment on Spotify yeah. or on our Instagram, which is stage underscore appropriate. And we'd love to hear from you. So we'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh.